Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, Decoding the Spy. The young editor found himself in the car leaving the airport, making his way to his appointment in the small Pennsylvania town. He gazed out the car window, appreciating nature's mark of the changing of the seasons with the beautiful fall foliage and enjoying the brief respite from the busy life of New York City. As the editor entered an elegant, well-known building in the town, admiring the carved oak, marble, and coffered ceilings, he felt apprehensive about this new assignment though his boss had expressed confidence in the young man. The editor had no idea why he had been chosen for such a project. He was by far the youngest and newest member on the staff. Not long ago, he was teaching high school students. Now he was asked to spend time with a convicted spy. While the editor wrote some notes in his pad, the white-haired spy walked into the room. There were heavy bags under his eyes, indicating the hardships he had endured while on his mission. The man stared blankly at the editor, who rose and extended his hand. Hi, I'm here to write your story. There was no response from the spy. After an awkward silence, the inexperienced editor asked, Do you remember our meeting last week? The spy shook his head. He did not remember, nor did he understand why the editor was meeting with him. The editor thought that perhaps a stroll outside would ease the tension, but as they walked through the crisp Pennsylvania air, He knew this was futile. There was not much eye contact between the men, as the editor explained how there was great interest among the public to hear the spy's story. He began to ask questions about the spy's life, the details of his mission, his captivity. Though polite, the spy did not open up about himself, answering each question with one or two words. This will not work, the editor muttered as he jumped back on the plane to New York. I might as well have been one of his interrogators. The following week, the young editor reluctantly returned to the small Pennsylvania town at the insistence of his boss. To his surprise, the once apprehensive spy greeted him with a warm smile asking, when do we start? Confused but relieved, the editor opened his notepad and got to work. Over the course of the next six months, the editor spent part of every week with the spy. He marveled at all he heard, the spy's Polish-American upbringing and his rebellious childhood his answering the call as a young man to enter enemy territory on a dangerous mission, boarding a train on a harsh two-week journey 
to his mission in the Ural Mountains, behind the Soviet lines at the start of World War II. The spy worked undercover as an unskilled laborer, using his free time to conduct his mission. The spy was eventually caught by the secret police and spent time in the dreaded Lubyanka prison, where he was continually interrogated, experienced solitary confinement and punishment. The editor admired the passion and intuition of the spy and his detailed memory of events that happened two decades ago. There were times when the editor shared a laugh with the spy, or there would be a tear in walking with the spy through the details of his failures and trepidations during periods of great interior darkness. The spy was convicted by the Soviet government and sentenced to 15 years of hard labor in Siberia. Throughout this time in prison or in labor camps, the spy maintained close contact with his superior, continuing to successfully accomplish the mission entrusted to him amidst unbearable conditions. Once the sentence was completed, the spy had restrictions on where he could live in Russia, yet continued his mission while working blue-collar jobs until the American government was able to exchange a Soviet spy for him. When I found out I was returning home, it was all like a fairy tale, the spy confessed with a glimmer in his eyes. I got on the plane. Suddenly the plane gathered speed. I blessed myself then turned to the window as we took off. The plane swung up in a big circle. There were the spires of the Kremlin in the distance. Slowly, carefully, I made the sign of the cross over the land that I was leaving. Nine months after their initial meeting, the young editor sent the manuscript to the presses. Now the world so eager to know the story of the unlikely convicted spy, would hear the details of his unusual mission. The spy's mission provided light to those in darkness and ministered to the needs of friends and foe, in season and out of season, doing everything for the glory of God in a country whose government did all in its power to erase God from the minds of its people. For 23 years, American Jesuit Father Walter Chiswick provided the church's sacraments and ministry to those behind the Iron Curtain, and later, with the help of a young editor of a Jesuit magazine, recounted the story of his heroic life in the inspirational book, With God in Russia. And for this week, that's the word. Father Walter Chiswick, his cause for canonization is underway. He's actually given the title Servant of God. And it's very fascinating. I remember reading his book with God in Russia as a teenager. 
And then finding out that he has another book called He Leadeth Me. And he wrote the second book because he didn't think the first book was spiritual enough. Oh, wow. I mean, the first book just really is just amazing to see his faith and his struggle with faith and the fact that he thought he needed the second book just to focus on the spiritual aspects shows his uh, deep spirituality in his life. 